our weekend preview episode. Looking ahead to all the action on Super Saturday at Newbury. And there's a decent little card at Warwick as well. They might be touching on Exeter and Punchestown at the weekend as well. It's the last real big day of racing before things kind of wind down and, uh, and attention starts turning more and more towards Cheltenham. My name's Lewis Tomlinson. On the other end of the line, as per usual, is Mr Jim Watson. How are you doing, pal? Has all fun happened recently? Um, we've generated a cold since the last podcast, so I apologise now for a couple of coughs and splutters every now and again. It's because you're still hungover from Sunday. I'm fine. I'm fine. I wasn't even hungover in the first place. Alcohol poisoning. Um, yeah, not a lot's gone on. I've just had Jehovah's Witnesses at the door. Um, don't often answer the door. Uh, answer the door for them, but I thought we'll have a chat. And uh, yeah, they tried to convert me to God, but sadly, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. No, you're a fully fledged member of the Church of Tizard. Yes, I am. There's only there's only one God in my eyes. And he's from Somerset, and he's probably his <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, not Jesus Christ, lost in translation. That, that'd be that, wouldn't it? <laughs> so now I have to say, can't say Jesus Christ anymore. I have to say lost in translation. Oh, right. Yeah, well, if, if, if you're, a, if you're a, the leader of the Church of Tizard, I assume that's that's what it's got to be. If, if Tizard is, is God, would lost be the son of God? He'd or Joe Tizard, really. Well, well, actually, yeah, it'd be Joe Tizard. We know who calling Tizard's son is. He's not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is getting a bit wrong. Uh, move on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Jim, have you been watching Love Island? I'm just, I have. I've just been catching up with it before. Massive fan. Yeah, it's been I, a good series, hasn't it? I, uh, I was unsure at the beginning, but I always am at the start of Love Island. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Can't wait for tonight. Uh, Sean is going to kick off. Oh, it's going to be good, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be good. I agree with his decision. I agree with his decision completely. <laughs> so do I. And I need, I, I need to have a rant because I see it all the time on Twitter. What not watching Love Island does not make you a superior human being. <laughs> not every, I, I don't understand how how some people, and it always tends to be like men in the forties called like Gareth, who are who are moaning, going, "Oh, so, sorry I'm for so, any listeners I'm that so called Gareth." Better. I'm so much better than everyone else because I'm not watching Love Island. Doesn't that make me smart? No, you're watching cricket instead, not like some ancient documentary about, you know, the Mayan Empire. It doesn't make you any more intelligent. And the people on it, they're just good. You know, they're good looking. It doesn't make them all bad people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, find, I find it so harsh, man. I'm it sticking really? up for my Love Island contestants. Most of them are quite likeable, quite nice people who just happen to be good looking. And if... You're slagging them off on Twitter without watching it. You're even you're more narrow-minded and a worse person than the people you're trying to slag off. <laughs> Should we talk about Ray? Oh. Spectacular. That was great. I, I feel I, I see it every single year, mate, and I'm, I, I just look at them thinking these people are so smug and they think they're so, <laughs> you know, self-important, and it's it's like a badge of honour to them. You, you don't get a PhD for not watching Love Island. Shall we talk about horse racing? Yes, I think we need to chill out a bit. <laughs> right, the first race we're going to be discussing is the staying handicap hurdle at Newbury. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head of what time it is. 150, Betfair betting play 
handicap hurdle, and the market is currently headed by Nicky Henderson's Welsh Shape seven to two. We bet three six five at the minute, eleven to two, one for the team, six as Dolphin Square for David Maxwell, who's got Bob and Co running again tomorrow. Me and my best mate, uh, number thirteen star, sorry thirteen to two star of Lanka and Ainsha. Eight's Thunderstruck, nine's Vivla, our poetic rhythm, ten's bar them. Jim, this is quite a tidy race, this, mate. Uh, you know, almost the, the, the top the top to the bottom, are, uh, there's, there's very, very little between them, and you can make cases. It's quite a crowded market for quite a lot of them. Uh, does anything stand out to you at this stage? Um, a few do, because there's a bit, there's, some of these have run against each other before. Uh, if you go back to 29th of November at Newbury, um, a lot of the head of the market have all faced off. Uh, it was a race that was won by Champions on Ice, and yeah, one, one for the one team, for the team was in behind. Fevlawar, Dolphin Square. Um, I think any time we'll do on Potter's Hedger in here as well. Potter's Hedger yeah. definitely is. Yeah, and so's any time we'll do. And the bestie man was down that uh, down the field that day. He should have won last time out and fallen at the last. So I think the form of that's that's not bad. I, I, th- I think um, one for the team has been a horse who. We keep thinking he's got this handicap winning in him, and he's he's not really delivered in a big enough race. He just keeps hitting the crossbar. Um, he was consistent in, though. Yeah, consistent. He got his. Uh, he was in a Potemps Network handicap series qualifying last time out, so he's qualified for that race now. Um, if he's to be running in that, he sort of needs to be winning this. Um, you have to go back to his. Uh, Bumper debut to, for a win next to his name. Uh, he's only bumped, had six runs, though, mate. He's bumped into some nice horses. Uh, Evan Williams is one for Rosie, Big Shark. They're they're all nice enough horses. Oh, I, 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 I don't think you could question, you know, the fact that I'm not questioning the only, his, got, yeah. only got one win to his name. I, 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 you know, that that's that isn't something to knock him with. Newton, yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's ungenuine. It's just I'd quite like to have seen him put his head in front. Um, I'm presuming Chester Williams will be jocked up to this. He'll take a valuable three pounds off his back. He's the one that I'm looking at at this moment. I want for the team. Uh, There's six to one around about him. He's as short as three to one in places with Petfair and Paddy Power. Um, but. I think the form of that race at Newbury holds the key to this. Um, Dolphin Square, you have to respect. Um, he's, uh, I, you know what? I used to have a problem with David Maxwell riding, but now I love it. I actually love it. Do you, do you know what I was gonna? I was I was literally about to bring that point up with the idea that I actually think quite a lot of David Maxwell's horses are, are quite likable and genuine types. Yeah, they jump for fun. They gallop and they always put their head down and try. And you can question David Maxwell as much as you like about his riding style, about what he does. But if he buys them horses and he wants to ride them, why not? And no, he's not the most elegant in the saddle. But look, look at this Dolphin Square. How many has he won? One, two, three, four. He won five races under David Maxwell. He's done absolutely nothing wrong for him. Um, uh, well, four, four. His first. Four, he, Maxwell didn't ride him in the point. No, um, but you know what you get with him, um, and I think he's great for the game. Great interviews. He's a great talker. Um, 
and best of luck to him on Dolphin Square because I think he'll get he'll be in top five. Um, yeah. And if there's six, there's six to one still around about him, um, with who's six to one with? With Bet three six five and Bet Fair, everyone's mostly six to one. I think easy solid each way bet. Um, looking lower down in the market, um, I'm off the cliff with AC Milan. Um, don't know where I stand with him anymore. I'm sick of I've got a li- I've got a little bit of a theory with AC Milan. Go on. I'm, I'm not sure how much I, I could be completely barking up the wrong tree here, but. I'm not sure that he wants absolutely bottomless ground. Yeah. Even uh, though he's won, on, even though he's won on heavy before. Yeah. He's been beaten favourite the past three starts. He's turned up. He's turned up on heavy ground, and they've all been regressions from runs before that that have been on better ground. Yeah. Uh, and my other thing with AC Milan is I'm not 100% sure he wants three miles. I think, yes. I think somewhat in the middle, 2-4 two four, two four to 2-6. I'm not... He, he never really properly stays out his races. Um, they've given him a wind operation this season and that's clearly not done the, the added effect. He's just been a bit disappointing for me, if I'm being brutally honest. Rex Dingle takes a valuable three pounds off his back. But... Um, yeah, he's not he's not achieved as much as he'd have thought he would after his bumper season. No, I I, I hope, hope the world with him, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, but he's been disappointing. But at this moment in time, I think I'd stick for one for the team. I, I think he's a solid option in this. Nice warm-up. Get into the Potemps. Get put up £8. What was the last year's bottom weight? It's in the Potemps. What do you normally need to be? I will have a gander now, bro. Um, because he'd be interesting going into that because he didn't run poorly last time. Uh, Jim, you can't win the attempts coming third in a qualifier, mate. What's the point? What's the point of that? You you have to come sixth. <laughs> sort of maniac tries to win a attempts qualifier. Well, to be fair, he needed to he needed to probably win that attempts qualifier to even get in it in the first place. Um, I think that, that race last time out was a tidy enough race. Silver Sheen, Doc Penfro, Sarah de Berlin behind last year's winner, Stony Mountain, Igor, Tedham. It's just a solid Potemps Halli- uh, Halifax. Solid handicap. Sure, man. And, <laughs> first mention. And yeah, I think he's a, he's going to be my selection for this race. Six to one. One three four was the bottom one. In the attempts last year, mate. Oh, so he can beat me. He can get. He can finish third behind something and get put up seven. <sighs> what about what about the Fav, Jim? Welsh shape, Nicky Henderson, novice, likable type in the uh, Die Walters uh, and Potter colours that they share together. Uh, I quite I quite like this horse, though I am surprised he's favourite for this. Yeah, um, his, run, his run on New Year's Day behind Protector Rap was good. Um, that was the controversial race at Cheltenham. Nicky Henderson stable is absolutely flying at the minute. In the last 14 days, he's had seven winners and about 26 runners, running at a 27% strike rate. I think that's. Nicky Henderson always has his horses primed for this time of the year. 
you've said already he's a novice, so he's also asking for your interest in into a handicap. Uh, yeah, and handicap debut. Uh, yeah, and he hasn't really done a lot wrong, to be perfectly honest, apart from when he fell at Huntingdon, but you can't blame him for anything about that. Um, yeah, I can understand why he's favourite, and there, you you opened up with the seven to two with bet three six five. He's six yes. to one. He's six to one with Paddy Power. Quite the odds. Quite the play, uh, four places. Fair amount of disparity there, then, isn't there? Yeah. Um, there's six to one around, five to one, eleven to two. He's as short as, as well, hundred to thirty with boil spots. So bookies don't really know where they stand with him in comparison to one for the team. Um, although he's the same, he's three to one with Paddy Power and six to one with Lobbrooks, eleven to two fives. There's a mixture around. They don't know who they want to head the market, which is interesting. Um, but I think the top three at the head of the market will be more than likely be the winner. A couple of the more exposed types in this, Star of Lanka and Vive Loire, they're consistent. Can you give either of them chances? Yeah, uh, Vive Loire, as, as I've mentioned beforehand, running the uh, race that won for the team, behind Champions on Ice. Vive Loire, I've always been a big fan of. Uh, Tony Carroll's always held him in very good uh, high regard and at Kempton behind Burrow's Edge that was a good performance in the Lanzarote I, I, I tipped him and then didn't back him that day um, that was over 2-5 I've not exactly got a 100% feeling that he wants 3 miles he's won over it yeah C and D winner last season uh, but I, I just have the feeling that what did he win that off? One two eight. He's here off one three seven. He's not exactly going to improve at the age of nine. He's not been lightly raced. Um, I think he'll be competitive, but he won't be as close to the unexposed three at the top. Yeah, I'm not particularly sure where I'm going at the minute, mate. It's a bit of a. It's it's one of them where I can where I can make. I can make cases for, for several, but not one is standing out enough for me to be a, a proper clincher. Uh, I do like Dolphin Square, but I'm, I'm just not sure with him going up £8 to winning a bit of a nothing race last time out. And, he, and you know, he, he was behind a couple of these off 1-3-1. One, one. Uh Two starts ago, and now here off one three eight. Uh, I'm 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 looking. I'm looking down the field to see whether there's anything I can make a case for at a big price. Uh, and I'm struggling. I'd assume Portie Griven the ground isn't gonna be Portie Griven's ground at the weekend. Will it? Will it be? Mm. I might be with you on one for the team. Yeah, I might just I, about be you, be with you, mate. We are agreeing on a horse, Jesus. But it's no, very sorry, tentative, no. and I might. Joe Tizard. Joe Tizard. If 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 we, if I was to play in this, I might lay lay it off until Saturday and see exactly who turns up and what the market shaping like. Yeah, 
we are recording this on Thursday, so no official declarations yet. But I think if one for the team gets Chester Williams firing three off his back, that'll do him the world of good. And I think he'll be competitive, so he's my first selection. Good race, though, mate. Quite Very good, good race. race. A, a, lot of, a lot of horses coming into it off the back of good seasons. Yeah, young pretenders against the ex- experienced rivals. The next race then, Jim, is the 225 <coughs> the Game Spirit Chase. Uh, Altior, Jim, 5-2 on favourite at the minute. I assume that's also his price to turn up. Uh, given with what's been happening with him this season. Six is Kalashnikov, 13 to 2 Bundoran, sevens Dynamite Dollars, 15 to 2 Soul Royal, 11's Magic Sake, 14 Maracuja, 20 Simply Ned, and there's a couple of outsiders in there as well. Uh, I, I guess the race revolves around Altior. If he's 80%, he surely still wins, but weird season. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that there were even a Betfair race. Uh, <laughs> um, Given that he's own trained and ridden by Unibet. Yeah, Unibet even riding. <laughs> Where's Brett Williams? Um, yeah, not a lot really to say about this, if I'm being honest. Uh, apart from, I'm excited to see Dynamite Dollars back. Um, some lovely videos on Twitter from Harry Derham and pictures from Paul Nichols of him schooling the other day. Uh, if you listened to this podcast last year, you knew you knew how much of a big fan I was of him. I was so disappointed he got injured in the run-up to Cheltenham. Well, run-up to Christmas, really. Because what he'd done uh, in the novice races had impressed me. Um, he's a grade one winner. He's a grade two winner. <laughs> he's a two-time grade two winner. I forgot how good he was. He's a two-time grade they two don't winner mean and a grade anything. one winner. <laughs> what would you do if... Definitely, uh, if Dynamite Dollars beats Altio. I'll be praying to Colin Tizard, mate. I'll be praying to Colin Tizard because... You are the first member I've converted. Yeah, you, you would be, mate. If, 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 if you call that right, I'll, I'll follow with whatever you're saying, mate. You can be <laughs> knocking on my door every day of the week, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to talk a bit more about Altio, mate. Go on. First of all, who is favourite for the champion chase on on Saturday evening? Ooh. Um, who's favourite currently? Defe. Defe stays favourite. Won't be much market difference. I don't think. I think LTR, everyone knows LTR will win. What price is LTR? Uh, generally about three. I, 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 I think both Altior and Chacun Porsoir are generally, you know, points, half points either side of seven to two. Yeah, I think they might go, they might go shots five to two, eleven to four Altior if he wins, because it's he's just got to get round, hasn't he? Um, and he's got a turn up. He so, has, but then, but then if Altior destroys them. Does then do any doubts that you know have been sold this season then evaporate and is he then fav again? Yeah, they'd have to, wouldn't they? I, th- I think Newbury suits him. I think Newbury, the, the sort of trap that it is, it's big galloping, 
Yeah, he can get in a rhythm and get up that straight as far up the straight where he can get rolling because, as, as we know, he's a bit lazy, isn't he? Um, he's put up good performances everywhere he's, he's gone. But personally, I think he's at his best at Ascot and Sandown. Um, he's a four-time Cheltenham winner, isn't he? Um, Do you think he's at his best at Ascot? Not, not did I say Ascot? Sorry, because he jumped out. I meant, um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Kempton. Was it Kempton? Might have been Kempton. Um, although they're two juxtaposed, I'm talking rubbish. Let's, let's just ignore me. I, I think he's best at a big, flatter galloping track, and it, especially with him going to two mile one, uh, two mile and a half, half a furlong. I, I think. He's all right at Newbury, but if he was running somewhere else, I'd have question marks, like like a Kempton. But even with that, even even if we say Altior's regressed, the level. I don't think he has. No, I don't. I don't. I, well, I don't. I don't think he was as good as he was two seasons ago on the basis of the run at Ascot. But the level below wasn't wasn't massive. It was a minor difference. And the level he showed at Ascot would surely see him win this pretty easily. Yeah, he just wasn't fit last time, was he? You could see. There's, I've, I've seen them pictures. So Are you sure? <coughs> Altior wasn't fit. If you look at the ribs around the rib area on Cernan, he was absolutely tuned up to the nines. If you look at Altior's rib, you can't even see him. He looks plump. Looks like <laughs> me. It's like, it's like me standing next to you. And I'll, oh, I'll, I'll tell you on your surname. Fitness. I love that. I love that. I like that. I'll let you say whatever you want for the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> Do you know what? I was having that other day. There was an episode where my six-pack got a mention. And I was listening back to the podcast while I was at the gym. Doing ab work. So I was, I was working on my abs, listening to an audio recording of me talking about my abs. And I thought, is this the high point of arrogance in human history? But then I thought, no, James Watson named his own cat after himself. <laughs> is, is there a window anywhere around you in your house or are you near one? I am near a window. I do, I do, live, in a, need, do live in a house with windows. You might need to open it so that your head can fit out about the size of your six-pack. At least my at least my pet isn't named after me. That's all I'm saying. Do you have any pets? I've got a fish. Oh, oh, I do know this. Well, tell the listeners what your fish is now called. Well, not now called, it is called. Fernando Torres. There you go. So you can't say anything about my cat being called Sergio James Watson Aguero. Well, no, because obviously I'm a town fan. Players, players at this level, at town's level don't tend to stay for very long. And Fernando Torres is 11 years old. He's like a veteran chaser of the fish. <laughs> he's absolutely mad how long he's, how long he stayed alive. There used to be four, they, like, and the other four all died. Did you go fish? Yeah. Fernando Torres is mad how old he's... So we just named him after a footballer we liked, you know, because we, we, we didn't want to name him after a town player, and then town player had signed for Stockport next week. Which, which tends to happen, which tended to happen quite a lot. So Fernando Torres was still playing for Liverpool back then. It was it were the year before Spain won the World Cup. It was when he was at his peak and he was a lovely player to watch. Uh, anyway, horses. 
If Altior doesn't win, Jim, who picks up the pieces? I'm assuming you're going to say Dynamite Dollars. You assume correct. Dino wins. Um, I think Dino's better than the whole of this field. Even being off for 378 days and being injured. Is his form so much worse in hindsight? It is, but we... we we thought we, you know, you thought he was a superstar because he beat Kalashnikov and Lalor, who went on to have absolute whiffers of seasons. And Onura. After that. And how he yeah. won, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, fair, well, fair enough, Onura. <laughs> won, won a great one, and Kalashnikov also won a great one. But they were, you know, at, going into that race, it looked stronger form than it actually did four months later. Yeah, you could say that. Um, but I'm just excited to see him back. Um, I, I want him to give a, give it right to Altio. I want I want Harry Cobden banging him up into them fences. Lead him. You lead Altio. You show him who's boss. And then if he tires, he's running with his heart on his sleeve. And if I was to play in this race, which I'm more than likely not going to, um, I'd play the forecast of the front two. Altio Dino. See, he's, he's, he's fourth in the market with 365. Is he? They have Kalashnikov and Bundoran ahead of him. I've, I've got him at sevens here. Dynamite. Yeah, so do I. They have uh, 365, have Kalashnikov six, Bundoran 13 to two. What do you make of those, mate? Uh, Kalashnikov. Too slow over two miles, surely. Too slow, and he uh, wasn't right last time. But hopefully he's back to fighting form. Um, you know what? What's their target for Cheltenham? I haven't seen anything set in stone yet. Have you? No, I assume if they go, it'd probably be well off one six one. It'd have to be Ryanair, wouldn't it? Yeah. But he's You've in got... a complete. He's in a complete never zone where he'll never win that. He'll never win a, a great one. Got... He can't win a handicap. You know, it's going to be a month. It's going to have to be an absolutely monster <laughs> performance to win. Yeah. To win an handicap off that weight. Yeah, and um, Bondaran, he's solid, but I don't think he's up to this level. Um, he beat Duke de Geneva, although he did win a great two last time being Duke, Duke de Geneva. Let me put my teeth in, Christ. Um, that that was a great two, but I think it was a great two in name, if I'm being honest. Uh, he'd been beaten by Magic Sid previously to that, who also lines up here. It's interesting that Magic Sid is 12s and he is 15 to 2. After Magic Saint beaten last time, um, mm. don't, that's the only probably mismatch in the market for me. Uh, well, uh, I, 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 I guess in the interim, Bondoran's gonna want a grade two, and Magic Saint's been, you know, soundly beaten in a handicap, albeit over a over a much longer trip. Yeah, that that that'd be where the explanation for that comes from. Yeah. Uh, Mara, could you, Jim, if I mean, if he runs well here, how how highly will he be rated by the end of the season? About two hundred. <laughs> Mara, could you running off a rating of two hundred and ten for finishing for, third? For beating simply Ned. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. They knew what they were doing, Mara. Could you? Uh, no excuse. No excuses. <laughs> they ran in a top class race when they couldn't run in a handicap. And now they're complaining about it. Oh, exactly. 
I was looking at the entries, and we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll move on to the Denman as we're doing this. I'll just run through the market first. Uh, Native River, 4 2 on only bet 365. 4 2 on Mike Bite, 7 Secret Investor, 14's Activeville, 16's Atua, Phil, the two amigos, 20 Valdez. And then, Jim, 200 to 1, Ratu Yutte for Dan Skelton. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> So Have you seen his rating? Because he's seen his rating. Rated 104. The Denver, <coughs> you know, traditionally cuts up to a five-runner race max. And Ratu Yuti will plod round at the rear, pick up some nice prize money. And the skin, and the scale, but they, they've got they've got an old leg to stand on, moaning for Maracuja, and then doing it this, the exact same thing a month or two later. Yeah, you think they'd learn the lesson by now, wouldn't you? Uh, Either pick up the prize money or, you know, I'll go for a realistic race. Yeah. Um, as we're moving on to the Denman chase, Native River should just win, surely. It's just as simple as that. Um, is it, this is just a... <laughs> is the only horse in this field who is A, in form, B, up to this level nowadays, and C, suited by the conditions of it? Yeah. This is a, this this is a five star banker, isn't if you, it? Yeah. Um, if you can, I'm not exactly one for backing short prices, but one to three, he's he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'd double them up. Why not double Lady River and LTR up? What what does the double pay? Does anyone have that? Hold on a second. I'll work that out. Is, it, is that the scumbaggiest double of the season? Yes. I'm not afraid we love to a bit say. scumbagging though, don't we? It's my syndicate bet. So in the pub uh, each week, we are, well, there's six of us and we all put £60 in when it's our time to go. And then uh, at the end of the year, however much we've accumulated, we hand it out and divide it. And that's, it's my turn this weekend. And, it, am I a scummy, scummy man for doing LTR and Native River in a £60 double? Just give him half a chance, I bet he'll rob you if he can. <laughs> it pays £105 for a £60 double. Uh, it's 0. 0.75 to 1, so there's not exactly screaming value in there, but it's a winning double um, if you look at it that way. It sh- it, I mean, it should be. Native River was very, very good that entry. He was. And I know, I know, it was a sort of race that was, he ran on know, my birthday. Fell apart and he had to beat nothing. But he, he just looked like he was just, he just tanked it. Mhm. Just tanked it. Black Mark, Black Cotton is no mug. You know, and he's he's he's, he's beaten him, and he could have stopped for a fag halfway through. <laughs> I like Native River. I, I think Native River is a bet for the Gold Cup. Yeah, well. he's definitely forgotten about in the market, isn't he? Um, if the conditions turn his way, the race is right up his street. Um, you saw what he did in it two years ago. He'd be dangerous to underestimate. And it's 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 testament to the horse and his overall ability ability and consistency that he's still still performing at a very very similar level 
might be, yeah. you know, being was I guess wrecked by it. Is I know he came out and ran well at Aintree after, but you know, a year and a half since, well, almost two years, he's ran well once, and that was directly after. You know, the year before when he was third, sizing John. You know, he's now, you know, stuck together with Pritt sticks. <laughs> Native River has not run a single poor race over fences, which is mad. Stuck together with Pritz, dude. <laughs> oh, that was funny. It's mad. Even last season, he was still third in the King George when he's about as unkempt in it as a horse you will find. I like that phrase, unkempt in it. So I try it on Countdown or Scrabble next time I'm having a game. See whether Susie Dent will accept it. I bet she doesn't. I bet she go mental. No, there'll be a. will be in dictionary and there'll be a photo of Native River next to it. Unkempt to me. But he was still, you know, he was still third in the King George. You know, on 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 a track that was never going to play to his strengths. <laughs> arguably, arguably, you could say last Gold Cup was the most disappointing one of his career. Yeah. And he was still fourth in it. Yeah, he wasn't disappointed. You know, given, given the circumstances, maybe maybe you'd have liked to have seen him finish ahead of Bristol de May and Danny Bullfly. But, look, he, he should hack up here. He should do. If he doesn't, who does? Very, very good question. Um, I want to see Mike Bike put up a decent performance, but I don't think he will. Um, he's just, they need to do a Manila Indoor with him. Revitalise him. Send him on to chase him. <laughs> um, Manila Rocco. Yeah, who did I send Manila Indoor? Yeah. I was going to say, I must have. Please, have don't, send, please don't send Manila Indoor on to chase him because he's got to beat Champ first. You'd, you'd have to land on Secret Investor, wouldn't you? Uh, he's jocked up already. Um, I forgot to mention as well, it's been well documented in the media, but uh, John Joe O'Neill's first proper big ride uh, on a very, very good horse. This is his chance to make his mark. Um, I don't think they'll chuck Richard Johnson off, uh, Native River for the Gold Cup, but uh, good luck to John Joe O'Neill and well done for picking up a nice grade two prize for. Um, 28 grand to the winner so yeah simple as that I think no need to look outside anywhere else secret investor will probably finish second so Jim if, if, if you wanted to get away from your big scumbaggy short price double I guess the race to do it in would be the Betfair Hurdle one of the com- most competitive handicaps of the season full field of 24 including two reserves there as well and they currently bet again this is with Bet365 and these are these are decked and jocked up. Five to one, five, Mark the Man. Six is not so sleepy. Seven's never adapt. Eight's the Banner King Rebel. Nine's Oakley. Ten, Stolen Silver. Twelve, Harambe, CLD Neige. Fourteen, Quad and Earth and Sir Valentine. Twenties, bar them. Jim, big field. Have you narrowed it down to a shortlist of any kind? Um, a shortlist of ten? No. Uh, ah. um, right. right. I'm, I'm going to just say this now. I don't think this is a very good race. So you don't think that. it's a very good race this season? No, not this season. And 
I know people, well, you time for boys always get all excited when, oh, the fair, the fair hurdles winner's going to win the Supreme. Have you literally just, have you, have you seen what I tweeted an hour ago? No, I haven't, I haven't looked. I don't really read your tweets. <laughs> well, I'm, Joking. I'm, I'm, I was having a look because you, you know, I've mentioned it on the pod a few times. I have, I, I agree with you that I have a theory that Betfair hurdle winners are often overrated and overbet on the next start. So I, I, I did a little bit of research. I had a look. It's, it, I say it's on my Twitter if you want to have a read. Just having a look at whether at LT Racing underscore. Good shout that Jim. Uh, I had a look at the at the prices of every Betfair hurdle winner this century, who stepped onto a grade one on the next start. Uh, the record is zero from 11. That's included three favourites and two second favourites. That's included three in the past four years. So Al Dancer, Fav in the Supreme, beat. Klosnikov went off second, Fav. Baliandi, Fav got beat. Same with my ten or yours. Get me out of here was second, Fav, and got beat. Zarkanda and Essex both went off single prices for the champion hurdle. Neither of them placed. And Landing Light was beaten in the Aintree hurdle after he won this. It's a it's a really good handicap, don't get me wrong. But that that'll just be something again, seeing where the form of this leads, I think it's always worth being against the winner of the Betfair hurdle on their next start. Yeah. Um to tell you who I'm gonna end up landing on. Go on, pal. Sieldenesh. Um The Mullin sauce. Willie Mullin sends him over. He was beaten at one to four last time by a head. Um, but Willie Mullins doesn't hasn't had him in his care for a long time. Pitched him straight into the Boodles, what used to be the Fred Winter. Uh, and he went off a shot of seventeen to two for that race. Finishing three and three quarter lengths behind Band of Outlaws. Now at the time we thought that was good form. Um Band of Outlaws hasn't exactly been outstanding. And then he, Ciel uh, Denage, went on to a handicap hurdle at, uh, at Fairy House. Ran well behind Articulum and Build Me Up Buttercup and Janadil. Solid, solid enough horses. And then was turned over when Willie Mullins' horses weren't running really well that, at Christmas. Um, they've all been better this side, uh, more in 2020. And I think the jockey bucky Naden Coleman's interesting. Uh, he's a five-year-old. He is a he, isn't he? Please, please. Selden yeah, right. yeah, he yeah. is. I think he's a yeah. Um, and uh, I think he's the unexposed one in the race. Um, he's only five. He's carrying a nice low weight, ten stone eight, one three, off a rating of one three five. Um, I'm sure Willie Mullins will be able to squeeze a bit more out of him. Um, He's top of the shortlist at this moment in time. Um, you have to respect the top two at the market, Max the Man and Not So Sleepy. Um, Max the Man, uh, Max the Man uh, made it two out of two so far this season. Um, Evan Williams, he's got Evan Williams had a new few nice handicap winners this year. Um, he won on the seventh of December, beating Protector Up, who's solid enough form as well and he beat Lightly Squeeze in November who's been on a serious run since that and he also lines up in here uh, interesting he's now pitched into a tougher race um, after winning three on a row um, he's up to a mark of 137 
And not so sleepy. A lot of talk about not so sleepy this week. A lot, a lot of people have liked him. Will he run? Won't he run? He's been declared. Uh, Johnny Burke, who's having a cracking season, uh, booked to be riding him. He beat Monsieur Lecoq by nine lengths at Ascot. It was a devastating performance in the Betfair Exchange Trophy. And uh, in November, he beat Loss for Glory at Ascot. And he ran. Did he run? I didn't know he ran in the Cesaro Witch. Yeah, um, he did. He was placing it, wasn't he? He was in fourth. Um, so, he, they're solid enough at the top of the field. I, I have question marks about the ground with Matt for the man. Uh, with Not So Sleepy, sorry. I think he prefers better ground. And Max the man, he's off a very low weight, off 10 stone three. Uh, I'm sure he'll be competitive. But I don't like backing the favourite of the Betfair hurdle. I always feel there's value just in behind. We could... The person, in my opinion, the hot person, the horse, in my opinion, that fits this race is the Banner King Rebel. You've stolen me thunder, lad. Well, I'll let you elaborate because I made my point, but you you go. I I like him. Uh, I thought he, I thought he probably shaped like the best horse. Yeah. I hated it last time. You know he's he's his initial novice hurdling form and his bumper form. You know he's he's strong. And pitched into a handicap. You know his his handicap debut off one for one. I don't think overrates him. Yeah. Which is which is the key thing. It's about looking at the <coughs> weights and to me thinking, look, not, not so sleepy was absolutely monstrous last time. Seventeen pounds up though. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, it's it's a, it's a different proposition. Never adapt. Very good last time. Ten up. Mm-hmm. And it's just especially with the way those front two run. You know, they're well, to be fair, though, but both of those could still be well ahead of their mark, yeah. You know, especially you know, with people after not so sleepy one, you know, the race at Ascot when people are mentioning him as a champion hurdle loss <laughs> after a handicap win off one, two, seven. <coughs> but novices have a good record in this, I think it's something like what the last four winners, yeah, are all novices, and we've also seen Splash of Ginge, uh. My ten toyos recent years come out and and win it as novices. Uh, they tend to be, they tend to have a little bit more in hand from the handicapper, a little bit less exposed. Uh, Banekin Rebel should get a pace here. I think he, he stays a bit. I think he'll stay a bit further than two miles in time as well. So with with some proper like never adapts a right head case. Not so sleepy likes to go forward. I mean, the, Ban- the Banner King Rebel can, can race prominently, can't he? He can. I have a slight issue with the Banner King Rebel's jumping. I yeah. think he has the occasional tendency to just forget to jump. Um, I, I think that when I've seen him, I, I think I saw him in the flash it, not last time I heard it, the time before. Um, and he was ridden from the front. And he just seemed to clout the second last. And I've noticed it in a bit in all these runs now. He makes one mistake, um, but he gets away with it. Now, you can't get away with it in these big handicaps, big fields, because they'll pass you. That's my only worry about him. 
Um, I like the Bannerkin Rebel. He fits the the sort of style and the type that you need to be to be winning this race. But I have a question mark about his jumping and running in big fields because um, he's been running in five runner, seven runner fields um, and he's pitched into a 20-odd runner handicap. And that that worries me. The only other time he's won against 20-odd runners, which and I know you'll probably question me for this, was when he ran in the champion bumper when he pulled up. So Yeah, he wasn't right that day, though, clearly, were he? No. But he's run against four, he's run against seven, he's run against 12, five, one, 12, uh, sorry, five, 12, 12. I, like I understand him. that. I understand and it's, not, and it's... And not, I don't want to steal your thunder. But for me, it's between the Banneking Rebel and Ciel Denage at the prices. No, I think that's a fair point, mate. I think I think the fact that this is his first go in a race of this nature when there are horses like Harambe, <coughs> who, you know, are very solid in, you know, what won the Great Wood, not so sleepy, he's won a similar enough race. Are we underestimating Harambe? Uh. Potentially, because he's a fair old price at eighteen to one. If you, if you go, he obviously needed the, the reappearance in the Persian War behind Time Hill. He kept come out and won a nice. Uh, he, he won. Uh, would you say it's the best handicap hurdle of the season? Ooh, one uh, of the, one of the best handicap hurdles. It's it, it's strong. Yeah, the form the form has has been boosted. Monsieur Lecoq's ran well since. When you go to last season's form towards the end, he finished second behind Getaway Trump, who we thought the world of. Um, his form's not bad at all, and he's eighteen to one. Looking at it now, now I've said only, it. yeah, only up seven for the Great Wood win. I can see, I can see why he's twelves where I'm looking at. I, I think eighteen to one is very overpriced. I agree. He's got eighteen Labrooks, Pummel Labrooks, eighteen to one. Um, He's 16 on Betfair with six places. Another at a bigger price I would give an each way squeak to would be Mill Green. Mill Green? Yeah, I, I thought he was quite tidy. Yeah. First time out at Sandown on Tolworth Day. A little bit awkward. Still, I mean, look, he's eight now. He's he's still likely racer one his age. Maybe a little bit awkward, but it he beat Envoy Allen, uh, sorry, El Dorado Allen, and totted down the ball. You know, he beat Envoy Allen. Why is he this big? I was gonna say Jesus, uh, but <laughs> well, Joe Tizard. But you know, totted down had won well at Sandown the prime month. I I think that that race is that that race was decent enough. We know the reputation <laughs> El Dorado Allen had, and he's not been. He wasn't particularly disgraced at Sandown at the weekend. Uh, got decent big field form uh, in the EBF final last season. He was placed in that. Look, I don't, I don't think he wouldn't be a, you know, five-star nap. But if, if I was to make a case for something at a big, big price, it'd be Mill Green at twenties. Uh, my bigger price one would be highly priced. Um, one at Huntingdon in a nice looking handicap hurdle. Um, two from two in handicaps. Uh, no, one was that the one Sebastopol running? Um, let me just have a look. Sophia Rock was in behind in second. 
I'm just getting the race up now. Um, Sebastopol was back in fourth, yeah. Yeah, in fact, like, yeah, that was that was a good run, yeah. It was a really, really nice run. One by, by eight lengths, and just watching the video, like, properly stretched away. Um, running off a rating of one three three here, uh, having been off my computer has just had a mental breakdown. Your device isn't fully protected. It's just come up in big letters, cracky. What did he run off last time, Lewis? One, two, three. One, two, three. So he's up ten. That's going to... And Ben Jones took three off his back. Uh, John Joe O'Neill takes over here. He's going to... He needs to improve once again. But he's a horse going the right way. And at 33 to 1, he'd be a risk worth taking. And he's won at a bigger price. He's 33s on Betfair and Paddy Power. Uh, but as short as 16s with Ladbrokes and Betway. So, then that's me three darts. Ciel de Neige, the Banner King Rebel, and Harley Price. Yeah, that's 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 a fair shout. I, I like <coughs> Harley Price as an each way. As an each way alternative as well. I assume Jim, I'm 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 not I'm not 100% on this, but I'm gonna say I might be quite confident in guessing that Highly Prized would be the first Betfair hurdle winner to have ran in a claimer at Tampa Bay. <laughs> I was I was just in his I life. Was just reading. Um, he was bred by Chudmon. Yes, he well he was he was in England as a as a two year old. And then went to America for two see for three well two and a half years. You know he's, 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 he's had him. Yeah, he, 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 ran, he ran behind Ibn Malik and time warp. <laughs> are you gonna make a clear, are you gonna make a case of that? <laughs> no, I'm not like, making a case of that. I didn't like you made notice. you made your case with Danny Wiesbang being pulled up <laughs> in a point to point. <laughs> oh, Ryan Morrow on debut at Newmarket. Oh, I love this. He's great. I'd love him to win. Have you run at Tampa Bay? And I, I I know literally nothing about American form. Do you reckon that? Do you reckon he'd be gutted? He's been spending his life in Florida, you know, Tampa <laughs> Bay, running Laurel Park Fairgrounds, Arlington, lovely weather, lovely weather, and then his first run with Wincanton <laughs> on a cold but Wednesday what, afternoon. What, yeah, what am I doing here? Poor lad. Uh, I guess if, if Highly Prize wins a bit fair, he might be able to buy his a, a plane ticket and, and go with the <laughs> iLife again over in Florida. Uh, good luck to him, though. And I like I like the case you've made for him. He wouldn't be one I'd rule out. Again, mate, this is like the earlier handicap hurdle. Where, you know, the other week when we said the Skybet chase and we were and we were running through the field and just thinking, nope, 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 nope. You're all out of form or you're all bad. Uh, this race is the exact opposite, where I can I can see a case for all but, well, pretty much all of them. Well, maybe that's why I don't think it's a very good race, but but there's also everyone's coming into the race, you know, a, a good more than half the field are coming into the race really off off wins or place efforts. Yeah, In, you know, the, 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 these are all horses who have almost all. Are rated higher now than they were at the start of the season. Yeah. Good event. Good event, even though in general we don't. Well, I, I like the Betfair hurdle, but I am just wary that 
often I tend to I tend to judge it ten lower than some people do. Yeah. So do you have a? We'll let you have your one pick, Jim. Who wins it? See over the edge. It's the Banner King Rebel for me. Play the forecast. Reverse forecast. We'll move away from Newbridge and we'll just touch on Warwick. There's the grade two Kingmaker novices chase. Newby Negra 2 to on favourite ahead of Rougerie Fat Freeze. Though they're both jocked up, as is Tall Pillow at 9 to 2. False Precious Cargo, You've Fanny got on Destro. 9 to 2? Yes. Seven. I haven't got 7s here. Bet, bet 365, and the only one's gone 9-2. He's 7-1 everywhere, right? Oh, Jesus, fair enough. Precious Cargo, Fanny on Destreval are in here as well, uh, as our Moonlighter, Champagne Mystery, and Jingle. Uh, Jim, the Fav should be quite solid here, shouldn't he, Nubin? A granippy type, jumps well. Warwick should play to his strengths. It should do. Um, he's... Relish is a uh, novice chasing so far. Uh, he just bumped into Esprit de Large last time out in the <coughs> in the grade one. Henry uh, the Eighth. Yeah, uh, the Dynamite Dollars race. Um, he's a course and distance winner. Uh, he deserves to be two to one favourite, but I just feel like he's beatable. Hmm. So who beats him then? Um. I respect Fanny and Deschaval. Uh, what he did on debut was breathtaking. He, he sort of bounced a bit last time. That was very disappointing. Ruth Viv was second in the wayward lad behind Global Citizen. Um, but I think it's between the two that are going for round three against each other. Uh, Moonlighter and Precious Cargo. And I think Precious Cargo will come out in front. Um, I think Precious Cargo is going to be my selection for this race. Uh, I think ridden prominently, ping you over a few. Um, he's been... He should have won last time. Uh, he just wasn't fluent uh, at a few of his jumps, made a few errors, and if he jumped a bit better, I think he would have won. And they're off the same... Here, there's. He still needs to improve, but he's very lightly raced, Precious Cargo, and I think five to one is a bit of value at this moment in time. I will disagree with you, Jim, and say I think the market has its spot on that Luby Negra or Rougeriff will win. Yeah. I, I just think their form is just so much stronger than than Precious Cargo's, who, admittedly, whilst he's looked a nice prospect and as a hurdler. He looked like he'd make a better chaser. Have we actually learned anything about him in his two starts over fences? Because his first, his first, you know, his chasing debut, his first start, came in a free runner race. One of them, well, one of them was Moonlighter, who unseated. The second horse was just well out of his depth, even in even in that free runner race. The second time Moon, Moon, Moonlight has turned him over, back in a handicap. Whereas Rouge Viff, you know, graded place novice hurdler, grade two winning novice hurdler, placing a grade two over fences last time. That form looks tidy enough. You know, we know how good, not how good, but we know the level global season was over hurdles. And now that the Pauling Yard are in better form, 
it looks like he's matched that over fences. Nubi Negra has just been so solid. And again, the win of his course and distance debut at Warwick is better than what Precious Cargo's achieved. Yeah. And this this should play to his strengths again. I think Nubi Negra wins this, mate. Yeah. I really yeah. like the horse. Is he gonna make is he gonna be on that for ratings the race uh, rating the race? At this stage, yes, I think he is. Mm. I think he is. And I, I was almost I was I wasn't gonna come out of it myself just in case something else caught my eye. If I was just flicking through the cards in a bit, but at this stage, I would say that yes, Newbid Edgar is likely to be my nap. Nice. I think it's quite a tidy race for a, for a little grade two. I yeah. like Rude Uh You like so both Precious Cargo and Moonlighter would be in consideration for you. Yeah, they'd both be. Um, and I probably took Champagne Mystery in there. What Champagne Mystery did on debut at it was very impressive. Um, he wasn't humiliated by Dashiell Drasher last time. Uh, he's a gritty, gritty horse. I quite like it to have seen him turn up here. Um, however, uh, I think further distances would be better for Dashiell Drasher to stick to two-mile form. Um, for Champagne Mystery? Uh, yeah, well, for both of them. But yeah, I, think I agree, mate. It's interesting dropping back to two miles. Um, that, that 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 would be my question mark. I that would not have been the move I'd have made if he was mine. No, I wouldn't have dropped him back to two. No, I thought I, I agree that I think he looks like a horse who will be better over further. The yeah. same I'd, I'd say for Preston <laughs> Cargo, who in my head is a two and a half miler. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Nicky Anderson's entered both of them. Not neither of them have dropped up yet. But it'd be interesting to see how this race plays. I think there'll be a lot of pace on, and it could fall in the lap of someone like a two mile four prospects for this race because I think New Bay Negro and Rouge Viff will all be ridden probably the top P.O. normally is Descheval just sits behind interesting interesting race do we want to give the 315 the Warwick Castle handicap chase I mentioned Jim because your mate two tafts is in there he's two tafts running he is 11 to 2 second favourite <sighs> dropped up with Harry Skelton on board in fact oh. Cole, Cole Favre's at the minute with 365 Bellamy to picked on and Daff and two Tafts. Is that just a list of horses who this season we've said we fancy it and none of them have ran well when we said it? <laughs> um, yeah, two Tafts. We're going to carry on following him off this cliff, aren't we? Um, <coughs> he has been, he was third on debut at Weatherby. Um, did I tip him last time? Uh, no, I, I think he was. I think he was in the sky bet and didn't it, run. Yeah, not right. Um, I fancied him for the sky bet. Um, I think he'll run a good race if he turns up. This is easier than what he's been running in. Um, but I haven't really given this race much consideration. It's a. It's quite a, a tidy race. Uh, I, I think. I think that. All of them, all of them got a solid chance. There's, there's one I, I quite like in this. It might on. be my next best if I'm honest. Go on. Gala Ball. Gala Ball. For Philip Hobbs, yeah. You say remarkably consistent last season. You know, was uh, we, we, only, we only saw him out twice, but he was second on after an almost two-year layoff in the in the Great World Gold Cup, which was a race. He was also second in 
uh, in sorry, not seconding, but he was second over C and D in twenty uh, back in twenty seventeen. Came back to that second behind San Benedetto, who we know is a you know borderline graded graded performer. You know, high one fifties horse, one in one in a small field at Newbury. Following that, flat on his first start this season, but well back to form last time out at Wincanton, where he beat Le Roche and Ardemey. Uh, he's only up two pounds for that. You know, and he's a horse whose who's form, if, if you take away that flop at Newbury first time out, which I guess you could make an excuse of with it being his first his first start back, and he'd he'd, he'd been he'd not taken particularly loads of racing over the last few seasons. He's won three times and been second three times. Yeah. Even though you know one one of them was in a free runner race, so you know that that overstates that overstates it you know, immensely. But he's forming these sort of races, he's admittedly quite strong. Yeah. And I think I think a two pound rise uh for that win at Wincanton last time. And it's only four higher than than when he won at Newbury last March. Uh yeah, I like him mate. I've yeah. I I I I think he's <coughs> he's one of the ones in this that He's, he's, he's just consistent and he's likely to definitely run his race. Whereas as much as, you know, you like to have some Bellamy depict on how much of how much of their price is in terms of potential rather than actual achievement. Yeah. And the, and the, sorry. sorry, go on. You carry on. No, and how, how much of how much improvement is left in Bellamy depict on and two tasks? You know, there's a, there, there's a time where you know, the scope for potential narrows and narrows and narrows. Yeah. You know, but Bellamy's de- Bellamy depicted on has had three runs since that since that second that gave him, you know, the the, rate, the rating that he had when he was second to eight impatiently. He's gone off five, five for two of them and he's not looked like winning. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the, 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 there is a point where rather than being a, ho- a horse who is on the upward curve, you know, with, with acres of potential, there is a time where no, this is just how good they are. Yeah. And I feel like we've hit that with Bellamy to pick on. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. Secret Investor is interesting if he turns up here. Um, he's entered in elsewhere, isn't he? Uh, entered in the Denman. Yeah, entered in the Denman. I Dropped up be in a, the Denman, I think, mate. Uh, yeah, he'd be of interest if he was to come here, but I don't think he will. Um, but we'd carry on banging the drummer two taps. Right, we'll move on. We'll just have a quick touch on some Sunday action, not in terms of analysing the races, but just pointing out that the first at Exeter on Sunday, Reserve Tank is looking to get his season back on track, uh, being a weird year for him. Master Tommy took a precious cargo title flow. Annie Mack, they're all in there, as is uh, Who Dares Wins. That'll be a really tidy race if if something turns up to take on a reserve tank, and me and you are both members of the Master Tommy Tucker fan club, Jim. Yeah, um, and I'm a big Master Tommy Tucker fan at two bar four. Um, I think that's going to be his optimum, and I beg he wins this over two mile four and doesn't look out pace because then you'll send him to the JLT. Uh, <coughs> not that we've got any money on at six to one. Um, <laughs> um, having found out as well this week that the uh, racing manager of Honeysuckle. He's um, 
looking like going to the mayor's, where plenty of tears were shed last night. As I oh, it's all right, Jim. We got the value, mate. We got the we got value. The... We got the value. We walk in. We walk into the corner shop. We pick up a. What What would you get from the corner <coughs> shop? I don't. I don't go to a corner shop very often. Not many in Bury. What, what do you have instead? We have a garage, like a petrol garage that sells stuff. Right. So you go in there, Jim. You pick up your, I assume, jumbo-sized chocolate bar. Oh, it'd be definitely a duo Twix. Your duo Twix, and you go to the counter, and he says, that's <laughs> seven, no, a duo Twix will be a quid, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he say, can I have a quid, please, Mr. Jim, my favourite customer? And you say, no, I got 40 to 1 on Honeysuckle to win the champion hurdle. I'm paying for this in value. And he goes, that's very, very fair, Jim. On your way. Enjoy your Twix. I'll but, see you in two minutes when you come back and buy another. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Although, to be fair, to be fair, I had chocolate or crisp for three weeks now. So, hey, good lad, you're looking un- trimmer to be fair, mate. Until March the 1st, that's when it's out the window. Got pescatarian this month. Uh, How's that been going? I'm not really too fussed, to be fair. I've got no e- issues with eating fish and just been eating fish and rice and potatoes. And, yeah, don't bother me. I, um, I had fish for the first time since I was about four last week. Why won't we do this? We never ate it. Hated it, hated it, but <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm, I say I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more willing to try, try new foods now that I'm, you know, the, the you know, a, a right little health melt. I thought, well, salmon's meant to be good for you. I'll try, I'll try make some salmon, and I did, and it was all right. So I, I don't hate fish anymore. But yeah, for, for a good, for a good decade, in fact, as long as I can remember, wouldn't touch seafood. Wow. Well. Being from quite a cooking background, um, I've been brought up to eat absolutely anything. Uh, yeah. Hence why I am the size I am. Um, I've just grown up and ate everything. You you probably name it, I bet it. Um, this has taken a serious, serious turn from who's going to win this novice chase. Um, how did we even get onto this? But um, I, 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 I don't think we can, I don't think it's one to analyse because. There's 20 of them decked and it'll probably end up being four or five runners. Well, five, yeah. 20 of them entered and it'll probably um, be five runners. But Reserve Tank is an intended runner, Jim. Yeah. Even if he wins this, though, would you have doubts going to Cheltenham with him? Oh, I want to talk to you with a barge pull. As a lead no. member of the Colin Tizard Jesus Christ <laughs> Society, I, I would not even touch him with a barge pull. Um, I'm hoping Master Tommy Tucker absolutely destroys him. Are the reserve tank reserve tank fans like some sort of like weird denomination? Yeah, like they have in America. They have loads of different little cut off groups, aren't they? Reserve tank is Amish. That's yeah. That's 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 the 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 reserve tankers are the are the Tizard is an equivalent of the Amish. <laughs> oh, what are we on about? Uh, that, that's worth mentioning. It's also worth mentioning that everyone's favourite racehorse single fan payment is jocked up with Re- uh, with Johnny Burke on board in a 
Veterans Chase, his first start in Veterans Company. Uh, Jim, what price will he go off? Uh, God knows. Five to uh, four on? No, he won't. Jepex yeah, in that. Yeah, he is, to be fair. And Jepex has been running well this season, to and be our, fair. And our favourite Grand National runner of last year. But mine is Joe Farrell. Joe Farrell's running. Yeah, to be fair, th- this race, oh, I'm going to get Grand National there. Eh? Oh, but the, right. the great Texas have wanted Mr. Proach to run in the Grand National they wanted him to run last season and he was injured he will need to win this to get in well he will do and that's 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 that for me that's the interesting angle to this race because Mr. So, Mr. Proach has ran alright you know he's he's, a, he, he's won a Kim Muir and he wasn't disgraced when he ran in the Beecher and in a normal, and in a you know five years ago, he'd have been, he'd have solidly got in, and he'd have probably have been sub 33s to the national. But this yeah. year, he has to win this veterans chase if he's going to have any chance to get in, because the weights are coming out on Wednesday. Yep, uh, we won't hear anything from Lewis, <laughs> uh, anything other than Grand National talk. So yeah. No, I managed to re- I managed to refrain from Grand National talk. Earlier, earlier in the podcast, because one for the team is out of a half sister to rule the world. Well done. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, innit? I, I've mentioned it now, though, so I've ruined that. And even more grand nationalism, uh, there's a Punchestown National Trial. Pleasant Company tops that. One big notorious ran in the national last season. Well, ran is a uh, very, very grandiose term for what Mumbeg Notorious has been doing for about two years. Monbeg Notorious went to Aintree, ate some grass and came home. Uh, <laughs> roaring bulls in there as well. He's a sort of horse. I know Gordon Elliott uh, said early doors at the start of the season he'd like to get Roaring Bull into the National. He likes to get everything into the National, doesn't he, does Elliott, to be fair. Uh, again, those two will need to go up. Pleasant Company probably gets in even if he's beaten here. Well, borderline easy enough, 148. Uh, and spiderwebs in the national as well. Uh, he will need to win this to get in. I, I say I love I love my good slow boat races. Uh, Jim, is there all else you want to mention? Shishkin's winning this afternoon. By the time this goes out, we'll know whether he's as monstrous as he looked. Yeah. Um, just looking at that Navi Surgeon uh, on Saturday, that first race. That looks a decent enough race. Uh, and also a horse that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. He's running. So we're calling this on Thursday. So he's running on Friday at Kempton in the Novice Limited Handicap on the slopes. Oh, nice one. Who I said needs to win a race to get in the Close Brothers. He's jocked up with Leighton Aspillow. Good Uh, shout, Jim, yeah. So he runs tomorrow. That's a winnable race for him. Uh, He's against one of my old horses, Jaboti Cabba. He'll beat him. And on the slopes, he's been priced up. Five to two. Lump job, lump job, get on. Uh, he'll be winning that. Most no, that's that. That's a good point because it is a bit of a little project for the for the pod. Because I agree with you that on the slopes would have a chance if he was to line up in the. It's not the close brothers anymore, is it? They've changed its name again. I'm sick of them changing names. I've just got used to everything now. Just call it the Ballymore. Everything else is the Ballymore. <laughs> I've just got used to it. So. And if if Ballymore want to sponsor this podcast. Oh. Fire away. Give us, give us a DM. Because as, 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 much as, as much as I slate races, uh, every race on earth being sponsored by Ballymore, 
or Albert Bartlett or Paddy Power nowadays, we are complete and utter sellouts. So if anyone wants to give us some money and we'll change, you know, the name of Turf Talk to anything you want. The Ballymore Talk, we're, we're, we're open. Anything you want. Open it, all ears. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. There's all. Uh, do you like these non-standard race times, Jim? Um, they don't bother me. Um, I'm just settling down to watch the 153 at Doncaster. Um, Zoffy's running, who've finished second the last two times. I think he's a juvenile. He's a very very short price. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too fussed. I, I, I didn't like him at the beginning, but I've got used to him. Are they worse than syndicates? No. That, 10 out of 10 for racing TV getting Ted Walsh on. Phenomenal. Absolutely. I think Ted Walsh should be on everything. I think he's great. Oh, he is great, but it is also very much the older Simpsons meme of old man yells at cloud. Yeah. But I quite like that. I <laughs> think racing needs more of that. Um, poor Jack Cantlemon didn't know where to, where to go, poor fella. Um, He's a very, very clever man. And I'd happily... I love syndicates, personally. But I can completely see where Ted Walsh was saying and what he was saying about him. Understandable. There's plenty of people who not train or oh, they shouldn't do this with it. They don't train the horses. They own next to an eyeball. I own next to... Not even a hair. And why should they listen to my opinion? I completely agree. Um... But that's up to Ted Walsh. And I I can agree to disagree. Fair enough, Jim. Fair enough. I think that wraps everything we, we had to talk about this week, mate. Yeah. Um, so before we go, we Jim... We need to do that. We do. See, I've not forgot, mate. I've not oh, forgot. I rate in the races. Nap, next best, and reserve. Please, <laughs> Mr. Watson, your... Free picks. Would I be allowed to have my nap for Friday? No, because in the races don't do that. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, my nap of the weekend comes in the 150 at Newbury. And it goes for one for the team. My next best will come in the Betfair with the Elden Niesh and my uh, reserve will be Precious Cargo in the Kingmaker. Good shout, Jim. That's, I'm that's going a serious to... price, Jebel. Nine, six to one, 14 to one, five to one. If that comes in, buy me a pint of Cheltenham. Not knowing what price this will go off, I assume, well, I say there's no market for it, but if Jesse Harrington's Gin on Lime turns up at Nace in the 247 Novice Hurdle, she would be my nap of the weekend. Uh, well, I could say this now and she'll end up being 5-1 to one on and everyone will look at me going, "What are you? why are you napping that, you absolute bottle job? Uh, but if she runs bolted up on debut at Clairefontaine, uh, pitched straight into a grade three last time out, that Minella Melody one, wasn't disgraced, you know. She's, she's had three good mares finish in front of her with Colreevy and Dolcheeta as well. Uh, she's a horse I'm quite excited about. And if she runs at Nace and is bigger than even money, 
she'd be my nap of the week. If not, I'd go for Nubi Negro in the grade two at Warwick. And I also like Gala Ball for my reserve in that handicap chase, the Warwick Castle race. That's a tidy little treble. It is, mate. It is. I like uh, your treble more than I like mine. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have an each? I'm, I'm going to cover myself and say that mine each way. Bottle job, Watson, once again. As I am Siantra- certainly not a bottle job. Everything that I am, I am not a bottle job. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for this week's Turf Talk. Uh, we'll be back recording another pod to review all the action from the coming weekend on Monday. Our thoughts on that. And but after that, Jim, it's full steam ahead for Cheltenham Talk, mate, I think. this Once yeah. this weekend's out of the way, it's going to be... You know, hours a day of watching handicaps and replays and trying to find trying to find every single winner of every single race. And I'm confident between us we'll be able to do that and we'll be in Dubai by the end of March. How many, did you have, how many festival winners did you have last year? All of them. You didn't have all of them, tell the truth. No, um, I'll, do you know what, I'll, 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 I'll do some... I'll do some research. I'll, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd say at least... About twelve or thirteen. Because I didn't. I don't think I had a winner on the first day last year. <laughs> oh no! I tell you, I had the mayor's hurdle winner. Uh, what was Dan Skelton's? Roxana. Call? Roxana. But that was purely because Benny the Jeff fell. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, I, I, do you know? I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I did all right though. My my Thursday and Friday were better. Than, than the uh, than the first two. I think the Paisley Park and uh, Albu Photo saved the day for me. Yeah, I did. All right. I put I put Hazel Hill and early doors up. Yeah, uh, I had early doors on, 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 on my Twitter, and that that got me uh, quite a few Diet Dr Peppers from from people who who who, who I knew in who I know in real life, and that and and the, you know, know in real life. <laughs> you know, you normal, you normal. Uh, hi, mate. Not spoke to you for a while. What do you fancy for Cheltenham? We all have one of them, don't we? <laughs> we all have about fucking twenty of them, mate. Uh, I worked out at uni the other day. I, there's, a, there's a Snapchat named group after me, just called Watson, which is purely about Betty and Cheltenham. Is it? So? Yeah. Ross. Uh, you, you'll know Ross. No one else will. Um, there's. Oh, gee, you you don't know half of our course anyway, so there's no point naming it. We're never there. Um, yeah, to be fair. So, yeah, I I found out there's a there's a group chat named after me. So, I feel honoured. That's a high honour indeed, and I think we tried to wrap it up about five minutes ago. Uh, we'll probably do that now. We'll see you all again next week. See you later.